step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A flooded home or business is never easy to deal with the memories that are lost that you cannot replace. An Aquadam can be another tool in your arsenal to protect your home or business from the hurricane storm surge or the king tides. Look us up online at Aquadam.net or give Aquadam a call at 707-764-2119. We can help. Uh, consider advertising on the Opperman Report. Uh, we have excellent advertising rates for you. Uh, the advertising rates are very affordable. Uh, once your ad goes up and we play the show on the podcast and on the YouTube channel, uh, those ads stay up there forever. And then we play repeats every single night of classic Opperman Report shows. And your new ads will be inserted into those repeats that play every single night. So uh, the, the, the saturation is incredible and the rates are very affordable. Contact me at OppermanReport at gmail.com. If you're in for the fight of your life, stop screwing around and contact KMD Law. Available 24 hours, seven days a week. Just log into KMDLaw.com or you can call toll-free 833-4KMD-LAW. It doesn't matter how imposing the opposition may be because the team at KMDLaw.com are battle-tested and fierce. They will not stop until justice prevails. Contact KMD Law. EmailRevealer.com. Go to EmailRevealer.com. We handle adoption investigations, infidelity investigations, email tracing, locate or identify somebody from as little as an anonymous email address, summon all your money, back child support. We can find that deadbeat and even assist you in obtaining a judgment and recover that judgment for you. EmailRevealer.com, digital forensics, computer forensics, cell phone forensics, recover deleted text messages, create a report that you can use in court. EmailRevealer.com, 800-572-9762. Hey guys, if you like the show and you want to show your support, uh, check out the Opperman Report Patreon. We have all the shows that you hear Monday through Friday on AMFM Radio, but we cut out the ads. So you can hear that content ad-free. The Opperman Report Patreon, you should stop there once a day and check out what's going on over there. That's Opperman Report Patreon. It's the Opperman Report. Join digital forensic investigator and PI Ed Opperman for an in-depth discussion of conspiracy theories, strategy of New World Order resistance, high-profile court cases in the news, and interviews with expert guests and authors on these topics and more. It's the Opperman Report. And now... Here is investigator Ed Opperman. Okay, okay, welcome to the Opperman Report. I'm your host, private investigator Ed Opperman. And it's funny, when you're watching that uh, commercial, the, the intro, uh, tick down, little clock there ticking down, you got to start the show no matter what. You know, once you start, <laughs> there's, no, there's no turning back. You just got to start. So I'm your host. Private investigator Ed Opperman. You can find me at Opperman Investigations and Digital Forensic Consulting, uh, either through my website, emailrevealer.com. You just email me directly at oppermaninvestigations at gmail.com. But if it's something about the show, email me at oppermanreport at gmail.com or go to the Opperman Report website, oppermanreport.com, and uh, get a hold of me over there. Now, um, all of our archives 
you can find for free at Spreaker.com. Okay, you go to Spreaker.com and uh, or Apple Plays, all those kind of places, all the podcatcher places you can find this show. But I do a live show on Spreaker every Friday night. Okay, and I play that that show now on AMFM radio every week and put in the rotation of the regular shows. So you can catch it there. But all the archives are there for free. I do a live show there for free. And um, uh, there's a chat room. And there's a uh, you get an email notification when I put up new content. And I play repeats every single night. And I got a lot of good stuff in the can. But don't forget, the way to really support this show, and if you, if you like the content of this show, and I spent a lot of time talking about it last week, is the Opperman Report Patreon. A flooded home or business is the Opperman Report Patreon. You can help support the Opperman Report by joining Opperman Report Patreon. This is how we help pay the bills around here and make time to do the interviews and investigations and research in order to bring you a quality show every week. We can't do it without you and without your support. Now, I'm the last one to say that poor little puppies would suffer if you don't support the Opera Report. I'm not saying that at all. But I hate to see puppies suffer in those cages, shivering, um, all because you didn't support the Opperman Report. So you have a chance to uh, support the show uh, by going to Opperman Report Patreon and uh, becoming a member. And uh, it's the right thing to do. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. I thought of that this week. I thought it was pretty cute. But on Opperman Report Patreon, i got a lot of good stuff. First of all, I put up this week for free the state of New York versus Donald Trump. Now, for some reason, and I, I linked straight the, to the Manhattan DA's office uh, indictment. And I went back and I checked it later on tonight because I was going to read from it. And for they took it off the website. The Manhattan DA took it off their website and they have a link to the New York Post. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Uh, but a lot of great content on Opperman Report Patreon. Let's see. we got Paul Baresi. Now, that's a, an old show, but we cut out the ads and the commercials, and it's an excellent show. Paul Bercy wants to come back, by the way, um, and we probably will have him back, even though like me and him like really went at it. Um, uh, Joel Schwartz, uh, Bone Deep, Untangling the Betsy Fiaria, Faria Murder. Uh, that's an old show as well with all the commercials cut out. Was the CIA behind the Jonestown Massacre? And we just played that last week. It's an excellent show. Uh, with that fellow from CovertActionMagazine.com. Uh, uh, then we have here uh, Ernest, uh, Barry Ernest, the girl on the stairs, my search for a missing witness of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Uh, Jefferson Morley, I don't think we've played this yet. Jefferson Morley, Scorpion's Dance, the President, the Spymaster, and Watergate. He's done a lot of shows, a lot of books about, we all know I'm really good too. Uh, he's done a lot of books about JFK, about Watergate, uh, and all the CIA's, the full connections. So, we're going to have him back soon, for sure. Um, and, and the plan is, I, I hate to even do this, but the plan going forward is uh, the new shows will go on Patreon first and not hit the airwaves or the podcast for 30 days. Okay? So the plan is, we got we got to build up the Patreon, guys. i got to get some support here. Um, I Right before the show, five minutes before the show, I got a call from this guy. I've been, we've been playing phone tag. He wants to take the show nationwide on AMFM radio, and he has sponsors for me. So, but I haven't had a chance to really work out the details with him. Uh, but, but it would be enough stations that uh, everybody who listens on the podcast would be in their city would be able to catch the show at one time or another on a local station, AMFM radio. Um, behind the scenes with Stormy Daniels, you can't get any more behind the scenes here than the Opera Report. Crisis in America: BLM Myths and Lies. That's an old, old, old show. Uh, that's up in uh, uh, Patreon. Lee Grenade, clean up the 14th Judicial Review now. Now, that's a fascinating show that involves all that stuff about the Alec uh, Murdoch trial. 
and uh, all the courtroom antics and the corruption going on there in the, the 14th district. I guess they call it the lower or something or whatever. Um, the low canyon, the low valley, whatever. Um, Dave McGowan, Center for Informed America. We got that up there. Uh, good old Dave McGowan. Um, by the way, you know, I was like one of the first people to ever interviewed Dave McGowan on the radio. And um, uh, let's see what else. From Stormy to Hunter Biden and Rudy, A Strange World to Live In. That's a show I just did last week and just right here uh, that you probably heard. So you don't need to go to Patreon for that. I uh, taped a bunch of good stuff this week. Barbara Amaya is coming back. And she's the one who wrote the book Nobody's Girl about how she was sex trafficked as a teen she's got another brand new book about how what what, if you're being sex trafficked as a teen what to do and how to get out of it um i'm uh, taping tomorrow with john potash about an article he wrote in covert action magazine and then with nt lawyer speaking to nt lawyer tomorrow everybody loves him from crazy days and nights uh, mostly about, uh, um, uh, but you know, me and him, we go everywhere. You know, we get into every single topic in the world. Um, Megan Walsh is coming back on Sunday. I'm talking to her on Sunday. Uh, a, a, a cop named Kent McGowan, uh, who's um, convinced he was uh, wrongly convicted of a crime. So we have him coming on. Oh, also, too, I'm being interviewed this week uh, on this station. Let's see if I can find it here in uh, New Hampshire about not just about Stormy Daniels, but also too about the Hunter Biden laptop um, that, uh, and the connections between the two that, that are very rarely uh, understood by the average guy out there. Uh, so we got that. And, and, and it's for the puppies. <laughs> it's for the, I, I do this for the puppies. Uh, okay, so a lot of good content there. I'm taping. It's not, I, I, had to, I had two shows this week that I had to cancel. I couldn't tape. Um, because right out of the blue, man, we started having all these weird, uh, technical issues, you know, and it was kind of funny because one of the guys who helps me out, he goes, you know, he goes, you know, Ed, if I didn't know any better, I'd think somebody was messing with you. And I said, oh yeah, you think so? <laughs> you think so? Do you think so, man? Okay. Um, I taped today with, um, really had a fun show today, man, with, uh, uh wait, let me find it. I might have to turn the lights on with Tiller Russell. Now you can find him at TillermanFilms.com. He's the director of the film Waco American Apocalypse that is up on uh, Netflix right now. I have a new relationship with Netflix where they're going to be sending me uh, guests before the show. I'm going to get previews of the shows um, and they're going to be sending me guests of uh, shows on there uh, before the shows air. Okay. Uh, he was also behind the Night Stalker. Remember, we did the show with Gil Carrillo, um, Night Stalker, the hunt for a serial killer. He's behind. He directed that. He directed the 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 uh, documentary Silk Road. Remember, I, I interviewed that kid Ulrich. I interviewed his mother years ago, who ran the Silk Road, and uh, and he, I never saw his film because you know I just realized over the weekend that this guy was involved in all these films that I love so much. Um, and I asked him, I says, Hey, what about that DEA agent that was shaking people down? And he goes, Oh yeah, he's in the film too. Cause hardly anybody talks about him when they talk about Silk Road. And I think that's a very important operation Odessa from, uh, uh, Tiller Russell, which is this fascinating story about these smugglers and con men who, who were trying to buy a Russian submarine and sell it to a cartel, a drug cartel, incredible uh, film, you know, check that out. And then, of course, seven five about Michael Dowd. We talked about Michael Dowd a bit. Uh, I've had some chatting with Michael Dowd. Michael Dowd's agreed to come on the show. All I got to do is pick up the damn phone, get him on the phone, and get him down here. So I think now that I've talked about him, very fake. No way, Operation Odessa. No way. I don't think so at all. Uh, but uh, Michael Dowd should be coming on the show soon. And our friend there, uh, Tiller Russell. Uh, directed 7-5, too. Now, the guys who came down here and filmed with me, somehow they're involved in all these different films, too. Um, I don't know exactly how, and I didn't want to bring up their names, uh, but we're working on a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff in the background. Now, you, you might recall, on this, so the, the film about Waco that's up on uh, Netflix right now, I got some uh, issues with it. Uh, you know, I, I don't believe that, uh, I believe it was the, uh, I don't believe the Davidians uh, started that fire inside there. Uh, I had David Thibodeau on the show, and uh, even 
when he sold the rights to his book and they made a, a mini series out of his book, even he even disagreed with the with the mini series and he and he was very vocal about that when he was on the show. And uh, he's he's been a Facebook friend for years and years and years. I think Twitter too as well. And a lot of times you'll have a guest on the show and then you'll find out later on, oh, boy, this guy's just kind of weird. He's kind of off, you know what I'm saying? But nothing like that with David Thibodeau. And in this Waco documentary, um, one of the federal agents uh, blurts out, David Thibodeau is a liar. I, I got to tell you, he does not strike me as a liar. I've interviewed many, many liars. I've had clients that were liars, lying to their own attorneys, lying to, you know, I've had witnesses that were liars. I, I, I pretty much I can tell when the guy's lying, you know, I'm pretty good at that. Um, but uh, I got to tell you, you know, and we talked also, too, about my interview with Clive Doyle, uh, whose daughter, 18-year-old daughter, died in that fire. And Clive was burned. Half of his body was burned alive in that fire, too, as well. And I've had David Thibodeau on the show. Now, the Clive and Doyle interview, I, I've talked about this a bit. It was a two-hour interview. I remember doing it on a Saturday afternoon. And it was just brutal. I just replayed it recently. What a brutal interview. And right around that same time that I did that interview, I forget it was like if it was that same day or um, if it was the day before. Hey, guys, I got a great new deal for you. It's called Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Now, I want you to take out a pen and paper and write down Opperman 50, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0. Now, Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes, you'll be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including Kato, Calorie Smart, Vegan Veggie, and more. Uh, There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. And every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or schedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, no cooking, no cleanup needed. Now head to factormeals.com front slash opperman50 and then you use code opperman50 to get 50% off. That's code opperman50 at factormeals.com front slash opperman50. O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N 5-0 to get 50% off. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Or, or the day after. Or, or it might have been like several days combined. I've, I've told a story. I was working on that case back in Vegas where this uh, attorney, we had a, a client uh, who was being accused of not just a, a DUI type situation, but also too of like almost like kidnapping and uh, uh, unlawful use of a vehicle, 
And I had his cell phone. We downloaded all the information from his cell phone, created a report that showed that these two girls, I think there were three girls on the car, were actually called him up and said, hey, pick us up from this party and drive us home. We're too wasted to drive. Uh, but then we needed to uh, corroborate that with a witness we could put on a stand um, and her text messages and her boyfriend's text messages, which all corroborated the story for our defendant. And uh, it's in, if people who have seen, a lot of people who listen to the show have seen my little sizzle reel for the for the TV series. Um, I've shared it with some people, but I'm not supposed to, but I have anyway. And there's a scene of me driving into the budget suites there, and I say, boy, I've been here many times, okay? And I'm very depressed about it. Because what happened was, uh, it come into contact with these two young witnesses, uh, it became apparent after, they didn't have money to feed their cat, Okay. They didn't have a car. This guy used to ride his bicycle to a, to work at a, a convenience store. And getting to know the young lady who was his girlfriend, uh, that uh, she didn't have clothing. She didn't have shoes. She didn't have clothing. She wore pajamas and slippers. And I finally gave her, I bought them cat food, and I, I gave her my pair of my daughter's shoes so she would have shoes. And then finally when, um, at one time they asked me for a ride so that she could go to clean uh, a, a another budget suites at the other end of town. And when I was alone with her boyfriend, I realized how, how uh, negative the situation was. And basically she was being held captive by this guy. And we were able to get her out of there back to her parents. Uh, but not until she um, confided in me that uh, as a child, nine years old, that uh, she had to pick up her younger brother and sister in the middle of the night and flee the house. Cause her father uh, was drunk and shooting off a gun in the house. And that later on, like as young as 12 years old, there was a suicide attempt. She attempted suicide where her younger sister found her in the midst of the suicide attempt. So, and it was, so this was like a brutal week for me. This whole, you know, the poor girl curled up in, in a ball in the corner crying, telling me this stories. And then I got to stop all that, pause all that, and do this brutal interview with this Clive uh, Doyle, uh, um, I keep wanting to say Clive Bundy, but it's Clive Doyle from the, the Waco. And, uh, you know, it's just, at the time we had such a much a smaller audience, which it was a much more intimate audience. And I could tell stories like that. And people were much more empathetic and they were more sympathetic and more um, nice. They were nice. The audience was nicer. And it seemed like in the past uh, couple of years, the past few years, um, I've gotten mixed up with some uh, opportunists uh, who, who took advantage of my generosity. And uh, then, with, then when you find out their, their personalities, they, they would refer to this young lady as a piece of trash, like a worthless person who had no value, That uh, just because she was being you know, uh, confined against her will. Well, well she's, she's nothing. You know? she's, she's, who cares? These are the kind of clients that Ed Opperman has, this dregs of society. Like that, these heart, you know, these heartless, horrible people uh, that have somehow uh, managed to attach their name to me and my work, and I got to tell you that 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 stops. That has stopped as of right now. And um, I have some very major projects uh, in the works. Um, one is the whole Hunter Biden laptop story. Okay, uh, we've we've put it together. In a short audio clip, we're going to be adding video to it. And it's all the different interviews from people involved. Um, and when when people hear it all in one place, the different people involved, okay, talking about the same situation, all corroborating each other's stories. And um, how it all fits. And then we have this whole Lev Parnas situation. Now, he's his whole... Thing that he's revealed, and I'm going to be talking to him soon too, and taping with him. Uh, so it puts it together in a way that people say, "Wow," you know, because because I've I've done interviews with a lot of different people, and maybe I've only asked them one or two questions just to kind of you know get the information out of them without them realizing it. <laughs> okay, but then when you put it all together, it's it's blockbuster stuff, and it all fits. And it's the real story. It's obvious that it's the real story. And it's amazing. Even to this day, uh, people will say to me, well, hey, you never talk about the Hunter Biden story. What about the, the laptop from hell? And what about the big guy who was getting my percentage? What about the big guy? So it's not that 
I haven't been talking almost exclusively about the real story about the Hunter Biden laptop, the whole Keith Ablow situation. Even Lev Parnas says that this guy in Delaware with the computer repair place has nothing to do with any of this, except that he he contacted Rich Costello, who's Rudy Giuliani's buddy. And then that name's going to come up a lot of times tonight. Um, so it's not that I don't talk about the Hunter Biden laptop story. It's just that I'm not repeating the Sean Hannity version of the Hunter Biden laptop story that I think has people upset. Um, because, and by the way, if you listen to Lev Parnas, uh, in his interview, I discussed it last week in depth, but if you listen to his interview on the, uh, the Mea Culpa podcast with, uh, Michael Cohen, you will hear him say that when he was on the way to Vienna, okay, Sean Hannity was also on the plane with him, and Rudy was supposed to be on the plane with him to go and retrieve the laptop um, that had been all kind of FSB kind of manipulation. But Rudy canceled at the last minute, and Lev Parnas was arrested on the plane. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff going on there. Now, what else happened this week? Oh, the other thing, too, is is um, so I'm working on the whole thing with the love with the uh, Hunter Biden laptop, but I got a whole other project I'm working on involving opposition research um, on a political candidate, and when that comes out, um, that's going to be a huge big story as well. You think just as big as you know the, the Stormy Daniels stuff, uh, maybe bigger, and my personal involvement in that will be bigger and more uh, well known. And when I write the book. Okay, about what's been going on with the Hunter Biden laptop story and its connections to the Stormy Daniels story and its connections to the the Trump uh, indictment this week and this opposition research story, which is a huge story. I'm going to be including, okay, some recent attempts to discredit me and attack my credibility and set me up with bots and all kind of all kind of nonsense. Okay, that failed miserably. Okay, and I know that the people behind this are are, are, uh, acknowledging amongst themselves how badly it failed, that they actually went back to a previous attempt of harassment toward me that I'm I'm dealing with even better. So you see, when you poke a stick at a guy like me, now you got an enemy for the rest of your life. I don't get tired. I don't get distracted. Okay, I I take care of business. Okay, and when I'm personally attacked, okay, fine. I don't give it as much attention when a client's being attacked, uh, but trust me. Okay, the problems in my life get resolved. Okay, and, and that's why I'm still here at 60 years old. Okay, and that uh, some some kids out there can't even get a job. They got to live with their mother. Uh, they're unemployed, and and they got nothing going on. Okay, and where my kid, you got to see the the, the 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 offers my kids getting. In 10 years, my kid is going to be doing 20 times what I've ever done in my life. Okay, and thank God for that. You got to see the job offers my kids getting. Okay, and the job interview she's going on. Incredible stuff, I got to tell you. Okay, the Trump indictment comes out this week. There's 34 felony indictments, okay? 34 counts. Now, and I said, I predicted, you know, when I heard there was 34 felony counts, I said, well, this is more than Stormy Daniels. So I knew also, too, the Karen McDougal. That would, I think, well, her name is McDougal. I forget which one. Now, Keith, Rezep, uh, uh, our sponsor, Keith Davidson, represented both of them, Stormy Daniels and um, McDougal. Uh, McDougal was the Playboy model, and her deal was a catch-and-kill deal through the National Enquirer, where she uh, was going to maintain discretion about her relation with Trump. In return for a payment, $150,000, and also um, uh, get some articles uh, published by AMI. So David Pecker was up to his neck in that. You've got to remember, in this Stormy Daniels indictment, two of the people involved are clients of mine or former clients. Uh, Another one is a friend of mine. Another one I've consulted with. So I'm all, uh, I know what I'm talking about here, okay? i got to talk faster. Um, Okay. But what comes out in this story? The doorman. Did you know that there was a story right around the same time with all these characters? Now, I heard about the doorman. The doorman wanted $30,000 to keep quiet about a love child, an out-of-wedlock child, 
uh, that Mr. Donald Trump had a pregnancy that he had with a housekeeper at Trump Tower in New York City. And she was a very devout Catholic woman, and she refused to get an abortion no matter how much pressure was put upon her, and she refused to get the abortion. And ultimately, the way I heard the story was that she was sent back to Mexico with a large sum of money. In the indictment, it says that Pecker and AMI later determined the story not to be accurate or not to be true, and they wanted to withhold the payment to the doorman. Now, that's the story that's in this indictment, okay? But the way I heard this story was that she was paid off and, and she went down to Mexico, and that's why they didn't have to pay the doorman anymore. But they paid the doorman anyway. Now, I heard about this story right about the same time that I heard the John Tino story. Again, John Tino was a guy, he was an organized that's a fake name, by the way, but the John Tino story was an organized crime guy that worked in the, uh, Times Square uh, back in the 70s. Trump used to come into his massage parlor, uh, for uh, rendezvous with porn stars. And at one time, at least on one occasion, it was with an underage child, a threesome with porn star and an underage kid. This came out in a book, okay, called All the President's Women. Um, the Tino story came out. After that, you know, it was even promised to me that I can get an interview with Tino. But after that, Tino disappears. Nobody wants to talk about Tino. It se- and, and it seems that how it works is uh, uh, there's a story, a large sum of money, story goes away. <laughs> okay, the same thing when we had the Kevin Blatt on the show talking about the videotape inside an elevator where Trump is slapping Melania. The tape was being shopped around for they wanted three million dollars. The woman who had the tape had a meeting with, set with TMZ to sell the tape, and she says, "No, nope, we've got we've, the the deal is done. The tape has been sold. Have you seen this tape? There's a." There's a tape out there. Kevin Blatt knows the tape stuff. So there's all that. So the doorman story comes out. Uh, now, there's another line in this indictment. I don't have it in front of me right now. Now, how do these things work, okay? Um, usually what happens if, uh, in cases like this, and I, this is a politically motivated prosecution. Um, you, you prosecute people on these business form crimes. Uh, usually they're organized crime figures. And you catch them lying on their mortgage application. You catch them, you know, like uh, that happened to that guy, um, that Real Housewives of Washington, of uh, New Jersey, that guy, uh, 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 Joe, Joe Judas, Joe Judice, Joe Judice. They pronounce it like five different ways, but he was all juiced up. So I guess that was his nickname. And, you know, some mortgage fraud and some, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, bankruptcy fraud. And then they come after you. Now, but the thing is, in New York State, you're going after an organized crime, guys. These are all local charges. So what they do to uh, create federal charges and bring in the FBI and the Department of Justice is they look for something like mail fraud or wire fraud. Okay? Now, both of those things exist in this case. And in the indictment, it says, and this, I believe the payments were mailed delivered via U.S. mail. So they come right out and tell you, okay, this could be a federal case. People savvy like myself will know what I'm looking for. The local New York State prosecutor, Bragg, is telling you this could be a federal case because they use the U.S. mail. That's mail fraud. By the way, you can't get the U.S. postal inspectors to, to prosecute anybody for anything, no matter what. All this business about it's a federal crime to steal your mail, blah, 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 blah. Forget it. You can steal all the mail you want. They're not going to do anything to you. The only crimes they, they prosecute are when they're brought in to prosecute mail fraud and create a federal case out of a state case, which could easily be done here. But it appears that Mr. Trump and Mr. Giuliani have a get-out-of-jail-free card when it comes to SDNY and when it comes to federal prosecution. And I believe that's because of Rudy Giuliani's often stated insurance that when he asked him, was he worried about Trump turning his back and then testify? I have insurance, is what he said, okay, Mr. Alcoholic. That's what he told everybody, okay? So I believe that this insurance is um, being um, afforded to Mr. Trump uh, on, um, by Mr. Giuliani, graciousness or for some type of compensation and uh, that's why there's no federal indictments because you got to remember that Rudy was such a powerful guy in SDNY that he appointed all these people to these positions 
uh, in SDNY. He appointed Michael Chertoff, who ran Homeland Security, was a, a Rudy Giuliani deputy. Okay, he was a deputy prosecutor under Giuliani during those cases I worked on back in those days, the the Persco case, all those, all those organized crime cases. I used to pronounce, I thought his name was pronounced Cardiff. <laughs> It's pronounced Chertoff. Okay, and I didn't until years later. I didn't put two and two together. Okay. So that's uh, the, the whole weird thing about why this is not a federal case. When they have the foot in the door with the mail fraud and they put it in. There's no other reason to say that these payments were mailed other than to signal that, hey, this could be a federal case. There's no other reason. Okay. Okay. I think I'm getting a lot out here today. Um. There's another issue uh, with the Trump indictment. There's a witness tampering element. That's weird. Okay, I just got a weird thing here on my computer, but that's all right. Uh, There's a witness tampering element where they talk about attorney A was Rudy Giuliani and attorney attorney B and attorney C that they wanted uh, Michael Cohen to be represented by a friend of Rudy Giuliani, and that friend is Rich Costello. Michael Cohen has said this publicly, but, but people know this, this whole story. Rich Costello is this character. For some reason, he has this insane loyalty with Rudy Giuliani. He's sticking his neck out all over the place in all of this stuff. His name comes up over and over and over in the Hunter Biden laptop story uh, in the, at, at the uh, Bergenfeld book launch party where... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, the figure of 2 to $3 million was being placed on the Hunter Biden laptop that was obtained or possessed by Dr. Keith Ablo at the time. Now, you got to remember, my connection to that is is that uh, we had a potential lawsuit against Dr. Keith Ablo. I put together the uh, report of evidence against Dr. Keith Ablo that was later used to um, get his license pulled in Massachusetts as, uh, as an imminent threat to the public, okay, because of itemized um, behaviors, abusive behaviors that he had toward my client now by the way one of the reasons why uh, that that case didn't proceed for my client was because of the whole stormy daniels thing hit the news and then we were just too busy okay and it was referred to other people and then you know people get greedy but rich costello rich costello was put in place to represent michael cohen in order to keep an eye on Cohen and make sure that Cohen was doing the right thing, and he was he he passed along a message to Mr. Cohen that you have friends in high places. In other words, Mr. Trump is pleased with your lack of cooperation. I'm here to keep an eye on you. You can hire me, or it'll be a free lawyer for you. All this kind of stuff. Uh, Rich Costello shows up at the grand jury last week uh, to to discredit. Michael Cohen's testimony, he's holding up a copy of the book, The Fixers, The Gossip Mongers, The, the Cricket, all the, Okay, I've had those people on my show. I, I spoke to them before they published the book. I'm a source for that book. I interviewed them on the show. I'm trying to get one of them to come back next week, but they're very busy. Okay, but he's holding up the book live on TV at the same time that I'm playing a repeat of that show. Coincidentally, totally coincidentally. But Rich Costello is trying to discredit Michael Cohen because of emails he has back and forth with Michael Cohen when he was quote-unquote trying to represent him. Okay? 
Rich Costello is also the one who's uh, trying to obtain $2 million uh, for the Hunter Biden laptop. He's also, uh, according to John Kirikawa, the CIO, the CIA whistleblower, that uh, Rich Costello told him for $2 million, I can get you a pardon. By the way, Liv Parnas talks about uh, Dirschfeld uh, getting as much as $3 million for pardons. Pardons for sale. And who's running it all? Uh, that kid, uh, Kushner. So Rich, Cos- Rich Costello is being implicated here in a witness tampering uh, uh, mention in this indictment, in this speaking indictment. Now, what do we have going on mentioned also in this indictment? is the former Trump chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg. Now, you hear this name several times uh, because Alan Weisselberg, he's the one who, uh, when Cohen needed to create the corporation, and I don't know how he wouldn't know how to do this stuff himself. The guy's a lawyer. I know how to do this kind of stuff. Uh, to create the, the payment for Stormy Daniels, he had to go to Alan Weisselberg to figure out how to do it. So Weisselberg was in on that. Weisselberg is doing time right now. He's about to get out. He's doing time for uh, irregularities in the Trump organization. Okay, I forget exactly what they are. Uh, but he's doing time. I think it was 20 months he's got. Okay. Old man. Okay. It's no fun going to jail or prison at that age. I'm getting up to that age. Okay. I don't want to go. <laughs> okay. I'm working on some stuff. Now, Alan Weisselberg, when he gets out of these charges, is facing more charges. Okay. And what did Alan Weisselberg just do? Alan Weisselberg has been provided a Trump-funded attorney for the for the past, for the, all this time, for this, this last case where he made a deal, we did time, and suddenly he's about to get out and he fired the Trump-funded attorney he's getting his own attorney. That tells me that there are more indictments coming down where Alan Weisselberg will be a witness flipping on Trump. Okay, and I'm I'm not telling you that these aren't uh, politically motivated prosecutions. I believe that they are, and I believe every defendant needs a, a vigorous defense. Um, but the the fact is is that these are crimes. These are easily prosecutable crimes. Michael Cohen has already done time for these crimes. Okay, so all this stuff is out there. It's all going down. Um, if they wanted to come after me, for, for, you know, which they do, okay, I would be charged with these kind of crimes if they could find, you know, if, if I had committed them, <laughs> okay, then I would be charged with these kind of crimes, okay? But these are very common uh, type of situations here. So that's what's been going on with uh, Alan Weisselberg, the Trump indictment, historical indictment, uh, the doorman story coming out, which uh, um, I was shocked to hear come out because... When, when all these things were coming out, they all started coming out after the Epstein, either after the Epstein arrest, when I started getting hit with all these media types, you know, okay, what happened? Tell us what happened in the past four years. You know, we want to talk about Epstein now, you know? And they started telling me, you know, about John Tino trying to discredit him, trying to discredit the doorman story, trying to discredit things. And I, I fell for some of this. Okay. So there's that. Now, what else is going on? Uh, this week, another thing, another thing that they kind of want to twist, okay, that I can't quite figure out. If you if you were paying attention around, uh, let's go back to the whole Virgin Island litigation against Jeffrey Epstein. We have Stephen Hoffenberg to thank for that, okay? He was friends with those people down there before he passed away. And he came up with the whole idea that there were crimes that could be charged by the Virgin Island Attorney General against Jeffrey Epstein because he was down there, he had corporations down there, he had offices down there, payments were being made from down there, sexual abuse crimes were taking place down there. So this was his doing, guys, okay? And I know that for a fact. And uh, so then uh, Denise George, who was the Attorney General, uh, filed this big, huge lawsuit against Epstein. And it was a big settlement, too. You know, when they sell the property down there, it's going to—it's a huge uh, settlement. Um, I forget the exact figure. I've talked about it before on the air. Uh, but then they filed a case against J.P. Morgan Chase. Okay? And J.P. Morgan Chase, if you don't know this, 
they're the ones who handle EBT, food stamp, merchant payment processing. Okay, why a private company is doing that? Is, there's no reason for that whatsoever. Okay, but J.P. Morgan Chase has that contract now to to run the EBT system, the food stamp system, those food stamp credit cards, and debit cards that that you go and swipe when you're getting your your, your food when you're you're in poverty. You want to feed your kids, right? Now they make no one knows exactly how much they make from this processing, uh, but the because they're they're it's every state is, is different numbers, and all these numbers because I tried looking this up, I tried really hard looking this up to find out how much they're making, because J P Morgan Chase is being sued by the Virgin Islands because they were complicit, they had knowledge that Jeffrey Epstein was guilty of these crimes, they had knowledge he was making payoff to, to victims, and they still did business with him. Then it comes out around Christmas time that uh, the governor of the Virgin Islands fires Denise George, who was the attorney general who put together this lawsuit against um, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. But the, the thing to, to remember here is that uh, she was not the only, the, the, the co-signer on that indictment, uh, on that complaint uh, against uh, J.P. Morgan Chase was um, uh, Carol Jacobs, who was the assistant uh, attorney general at the time. I don't know, I'm not sure if she still is or not. So, and uh, Denise George was fired around Christmas time, shortly after firing, filing this complaint against J.B. Morgan Chase. And the Bidens have historically gone to the Virgin Islands for their Christmas vacation. So all the experts, okay, who've never spoken to any of these people, never had any kind of dealings with any of these people, have no idea even what their names are, okay? I guarantee you that, Okay. No one. I, I, I've been telling people to pay attention to the, to the Virgin Islands way, way, way back. Okay, and for a reason. Now it was Christmas time. Biden goes down there with his family, like he has for like the past twenty-five years. Okay, but and by the way, too, I'm not saying that Biden's not a boatload of suspicious activity as far as corruption. Uh, as far as showering with his daughter, causing her drug abuse, um, his own son is doing all this weird stuff uh, you know, with prostitutes and and marrying or dating his brother's widow, and all this. They're not allowed to be around his niece. All these videos galore, all that stuff. I'm not excusing any of that behavior. But what I'm saying is, when people tell you these podcasters and these YouTubers and these tweeters, and they go out there and they don't know a damn thing what they're talking about, and they go, "Well, what happened was Biden went down there and he shut down this this ding ding there uh, litigation there against Mr. Jeffrey Epstein and against the uh, the Chase uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. That's what happened, right? Well, look at him at the same time he went down to brigade and they were going to get fired, right?" And that's what they tell you. The litigation is still active. Nothing stopped. Nothing slowed down. As a matter of fact, they just had some discovery this very week that just came out. I don't have it in front of me. But where the the, the executives at J.P. Morgan Chase via emails, which are now in the record, were choking around about Epstein's interest in little girls and little children. There was a big joke over at J.P. Morgan Chase that gets billions of dollars of food stamp money, siphoned off money that should be going to feed hungry children. This big, giant corporation gets a cut of that money somehow, some way. I don't know how. The government can't make a plastic card. When <laughs> you can have a state bank, you know, you know, to, 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 to share that money with hungry children. No, no, we need to the biggest bank on the planet that, that that's a, friends with a pervert to run the, the food stamp system for us. That's, that, that's what we need. Because that's that's normal in the United States of America in 2023. But, but what pisses me off more than that is these idiots don't know what they're talking about. Telling you that the investigator, the lawsuit got shut down. Nothing was shut down. The, the reason why Denise George was fired, okay, uh, maybe uh, I, I have my suspicions, okay, it would seem likely that the governor of 
the Virgin Islands wouldn't want to piss off a big financial institution, especially running food stamps, wouldn't want to piss them off, okay, without some heads up, okay, because it's, it's all about money and deals and donations, okay? But the idea that, that this litigation has been shut down, it's not shut down. It's just being reaffirmed in, in a New York uh, appellate court, along with two other uh, lawsuits against J.P. Morgan Chase and I think Credit Suisse. <sighs> It pisses me off, man. When when I hear people that no, don't know a damn thing about what they're talking about, okay, but they're but they're so I don't know they, they got these fake followers and this fake puffery and and they're elevated by Twitter and and uh, and YouTube and all this, this artificial nonsense and they don't know a damn thing of what they're talking about, not a clue. That's J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, what else happened this week? Real quick. I'm down here in Florida, okay? Now, back when I was in Vegas, okay, I knew all the lawyers. Um, I knew the prosecutors. I knew former prosecutors. I was there for a long time, 20 years. Uh, but also, too, I, um, I, I had done some work. I did a lot of work for uh, organized crime types and, um, and as well. And there was an occasion once where I was asked to speak at a protest in front of a, the jail in Henderson, okay? And I, I wanted to fill up the crowd. So I contacted a, a local uh, former client um, that had were motorcycle enthusiasts, <laughs> okay? And I contacted him and I says, hey man, can you send down some guys here to fill up the crowd when I'm speaking at this event here? And he goes, Eddie, no problem. We got these probies. These guys are on probation. They do whatever we tell them. We'll send a bunch of them down there for you. How many you need? Eh, 20 guys. You know, how many you got? Send them. So they come down, and uh, they're, you see these guys milling about. They, they, you know, they were like in a, a puddle, you know. And uh, saying, oh, you know, this is, you know, who's in charge? <laughs> right? So the guy was on the phone with my client. And uh, so he comes over to me. and goes, yeah, no, we're supposed to do whatever you want. I go, and he goes, do you want us to clear the street? <laughs> okay. He, th he thought that I was bringing in these guys to clear out the protesters. Okay. And they were going to get back on the phone and bring in more reinforcements and clear out the street for me. Okay. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm invited. <laughs> I'm speaking here. And they go, oh, good, good. Cause we hate this jail too. You know, you know, it's good. So there's a whole thing that went on there. So, okay. But that's back in Vegas. I don't have that set up down here. <laughs> Not yet anyway, okay? I'm working on it. I'm working on it, and I'm very careful in every step I take and everything I do, okay? Uh, now, there was a situation down here uh, with a, a woman named Rebecca Jones. Now, she was in charge of statistics of the COVID deaths and sicknesses and numbers and all stuff like that down here in Florida, and according to her, she was asked to fudge those numbers by the governor. Okay? And she refused. And she became a whistleblower. And you can find her on Twitter. You can follow her on Twitter. Rebecca Jones. She ran for against uh, Matt Gates down here in his office. Um, interesting woman. Okay? Um, had some beef with her child's father custody type child family court beef and got arrested over it okay which is like nearly impossible to happen and i believe those charges were dropped right away because uh, even uh, a prosecutor is not going to take a stupid case like that then she was raided by a swat team guns pointed at her children okay because they were because somehow she was accessing a computer thing she wasn't supposed to be accessing because she wasn't no longer working there whatever and i don't know what happened Okay, but uh, the, the the equipment that was taken from her house went far beyond equipment that would that it would take to determine if she was unlawfully logging into her former workplace's database. Okay, uh, which is a SWAT team crime. Okay, in Florida, this is where I live. Okay, I'm living. I have the same enemies. Okay, that that have SWAT teams going after them. Okay, and I don't have a bunch of guys I can call up to. to stand in front of my door and hold them off till I get a good friendly lawyer and uh, work out a deal yet. This weekend, uh, her son was taken into state custody. And the story was he was in a private chat room with some friends 
and they shared some memes about a school shooting and someone in there recorded this private chat turned it over to the authorities the state came in and seized her with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Her child. She had to send her husband and her other child out of the state to safety uh, because of this situation. This is clear retaliation against the whistleblower. Okay, and this should be everyone who has a microphone in front of their damn stupid face. Okay, uh, and their podcast and their YouTube should be screaming this from the roof. Okay, that well, I don't agree with all her politics. I don't agree. I don't even think she likes me. Okay, I've tried to get her on the show, and I know people have had conversations about me and her behind the scenes, um, about me to her, uh, and otherwise, and we had mutual friends. Um, can't get her on the show. Uh, but this is something that we should all be standing up and objecting to. That when uh, people who speak the truth are having their kids locked up. Now, one last thing I want to hit you with that you're not going to hear anywhere else. I gave you a lot of good information tonight, guys. This uh, a new report comes out in Baltimore about the uh, uh, the Catholic Archdiocese. 80 years of child sex abuse and torture. Okay, now I went to a Catholic grammar school and I got to tell you something, man, we know we got beat up by these nuns. They made us do stuff that that was torturous. I was never sexually abused, but I did see it uh, when I went to another school on Staten Island, St. Clair's in Great Kills. And I saw this priest, man, uh, groping these kids with his his face right up against his lips, right up against their lips, uh, you know, in a headlock uh, with these little boys. Okay. Eighth grade little boys, and they said to me, "Oh, oh, oh wait till he does it to you." I said, "He ain't never gonna do that to me. <laughs> I'll go down fighting with this guy, man. He's never gonna do that to me." Okay, all right. So here we have this investigation here in Baltimore. It's another big, giant, five hundred page report. I haven't read this one yet. Uh, by the way, I'm gonna be interviewed in New Hampshire this week uh, on a station over there, W M M. And H in New Hampshire uh, about Stormy Daniels and about the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, like I was, you know, I read the whole uh, Pennsylvania in the uh, grand jury report, and I was invited on a bunch of shows to talk about that. Uh, so maybe if I read this and, and you know get up to brush on it, I'll do. Because I had said I wasn't going to do any report, uh, any interviews anymore. I've turned down many, many interviews, and the very last one I did, I, I regret. Uh, wholeheartedly because the guy was uh, a snake uh, okay turns out to be a snake uh, now uh, among the accounts a deacon who admitted abusing more than 100 children a priest who chained and whipped boys for his gratification we're talking about torture in, in this situation in baltimore uh, another priest who after receiving psychiatric treatment went on to abuse another 20 students at a, at a baltimore boys school I mean, 500 pages. Some, by the way, even in this report, the archdiocese paid uh, to keep some of these priests and church members, their names redacted from the public report. Okay? There's a ton of stuff here. Uh, 36 abusers were not listed on the archdiocese, Baltimore Online, but 10 or more abusers were named as redacted uh, because they paid the legal costs. Uh, for a group of people who sought to have their name shielded. It's just outrageous, man. Outrageous that this is not the, the front page story. So, uh, especially after the, the Pennsylvania, and, and by the way, the whole Pennsylvania 300-page uh, report or whatever that was, uh, where they claimed that there were 300 uh, priests outed, you know, and, and everyone thought, oh, they rounded up 300 priests. There, were no, there was not a single new arrest after that grand jury report. And I don't believe there's been a single new arrest after this one either. Okay. Uh, there, there were a couple of arrests in the, in the Pennsylvania case, but they were prior to the grand jury report. 
and I've talked about it many times. It was a 20-page uh, introductory uh, 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 summary uh, for that report that, that you could read the 20 pages that the grand jury in Pennsylvania felt it was so important that they needed to summarize it because they know that most people aren't going to read the whole damn thing. <sighs> so anyway, the, 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 the this description in this Baltimore case about this... Uh, <sighs> One victim was made to wear a loincloth while uh, uh, this Mike guy uh, sadistically abused seven teenage boys for sexual gratification. One victim was made to wear a loincloth while Mike poked him with a heated pin and forced him to run laps around the parish gym as Mike lashed him with a bullwhip. Okay, now that kind of stuff, I, I saw that kind of stuff going on in Catholic school where they beat us with, uh, what are those things, rulers, you know, and, and, and made us run laps and, and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Nothing as bad as this where people were, were uh, stripped naked and with bullwhips that I'm aware of. Uh, but, but there was a lot of, you know, uh, that, that would never be tolerated uh, by parents today, but this was tolerated back in those days, back in the, the 60s. Uh, so anyway, so that this this Baltimore case is a huge 500-page uh, report came out um, that uh, hopefully uh, people will uh, take the time to see it and read it and follow it. Um, I think I've done a good show for you tonight. I got two good shows coming up for you after this. One is Janice McAfee. I don't think I played it before. It's been in the member section. We've been holding it back. She's the widow of John McAfee. Uh, she's done several, and she did like one interview before me, but she's done several since. And if you listen to all of the interviews, she repeats the exact same story, except for the one you're about to hear. I get a lot more, and she tries to, <laughs> she tries, but I stopped her. Okay. And, and we get a lot of stuff out of this woman that I, that you're not going to have heard before or after this interview. Uh, after that, we have Hotel Scarface which is, uh, remember the movie Scarface, the, the Babylon Club that the Tony Montana went in that had the big shootout? That was a real nightclub in uh, Miami during that period of time. And some of the people who hung out at that nightclub were Jeb Bush, um, the, the Watergate burglars, uh, all types of smugglers and, and politicians and, and musicians and, uh, uh, what, what do you call it, um, actors, uh, Philip Michael Thomas. You know, one of the Watergate burglars owned a piece at a hotel. Just incredible stuff. Um, I could have I could have did a better job on this interview. By the way, I got this guy. Uh, I found this fellow here uh, who wrote the book Hotel Scarface. I found him through uh, Ricardo Morales, who's the son of uh, Monkey Morales, uh, with the foreign, the CIA hitman, uh, firearms instructor, also to smuggler. Uh, and I interviewed his son, uh, Ricardo Morales, and we, we've become um, um, friendly online. So I want to thank him for uh, for putting us in touch with them uh, there. So uh, a lot of good content coming up for you tonight. So if you think I'm doing a good job for you here, okay, for free, uh, what you can do is you can go to Patreon, okay? Um, You can help support the Opperman Report by joining Opperman Report Patreon. This is how we help pay the bills around here and make time to do the interviews and investigations and research in order to bring you a quality show every week. We can't do it without you and without your support. I'm so sorry. I tried. I tried to keep it together, uh, but just thinking of, of all those poor, poor puppies um, who may not make it till next week, if we don't get enough support at Patreon, the Opera Report Patreon, I, uh, I, I'm trying to hold it together for you. I really am because I know how important this work is. Um, 
I did a whole good 20 minutes on this last week. You know, a lot of people say, well, I can't afford it. If you can't afford it, I can't afford it either. And that's just a fact. We got a little bit of support last week, and I do thank each and every one of you that, that adjusted your memberships or signed up for memberships. There is exclusive content there. Um, things like the Proud Boys Manifesto has been up there for years. Uh, the Jeffrey Epstein, the 24-page letter where he uh, claims that he helped create the Clinton Foundation. I've had possession of that for years and years and years. And after the arrest and after the death of Epstein, when you saw that out there, Business Insider, they bought that from me. Okay. So if you want this kind of work to continue, we need funding. Okay. And, I, and we do need help. Okay. And you can also do a one-time donation, according to one of our, our chat room fellows here. You can do a one-time donation on PayPal at oppermanreport at gmail.com at PayPal. Uh, but otherwise, too, man, for three bucks a month, you get great content on uh, Patreon, uh, ad-free, all the shows. Uh, for five bucks, you get a lot of exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And going forward, you're going to have to wait 30 days, okay? All the stuff is going to go on Patreon first. And you're going to have to wait 30 days. This this Janice McAfee show has been on Patreon for a long, long time. Okay, longer than I'd, I'd even like to admit. Guys, thank you so much. Okay, uh, I'm going to go rescue <laughs> Okay, some poor uh, shivering uh, little pets uh, out there for you. That's, that's what I'm going to do for you. And uh, hopefully um, uh, we'll see some results. Thank you so much, guys. Good night.